Come on, shop. Well, it's time to record now. Yeah, Wonder Rob, I just can't wait to record now. We met on stage because we like to perform now. We're turtle bros and bashing all of our foes now. It's time to celebrate our energy. With new shows for you, the plastery of the week. Come on, shop. It's time to let our geeks speak. I hear you, Rob. My geeks speak has crazy tech. We both love Marvel. He loves DC. We're both big nerds since 83. Welcome, fellow geeks, to episode 26 of Geek So To Speak podcast. My name is Shoff. I'm here in sunny, extremely, unbearably hot Phoenix, Arizona. With me, of course, as always, the wonderful Wonder Rob. Hey, gang. Hey, Kimosabis. I'm here in uh, Southern California where it's also hot, but not unbearable. It's just bearable. So <laughs> it's not too bad. Must be nice. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> I just, I, I wish I was there with you. I wish I was experiencing that lovely weather because to, I was out. It was uh, just a few minutes ago. I was over at Target making a quick Target run, and it was over 100. Oh, yeah. It's like, what, 105 there today? Yeah, I think? it's dark. There's no sun. The sun is not around right now. But yet it <laughs> is 105 outside. Go said like a teacher. The sun is not around. Whoa. I'm not Whoa. sure. If, I'm not sure if you know this, but when it comes nighttime, the sun goes home. Oh, it's it's warm here, but the difference, the main two differences between Southern California heat and Arizona heat is when the sun goes down, it also cools down out here. It doesn't stay hot, and the wind is mostly cold. Here, when you're in Arizona and it's already 105, and then you get that hot breeze on you, it's like Satan is farting in your face. <laughs> that is exactly what it feels like. Yes, uh, silent but deadlies. Um, <laughs> so, welcome everyone. Thank you so much for uh, for tuning in. Of course, we've got another awesome episode for you. Lots of great stuff to talk about. Uh, if you're just joining us and don't know anything about geeks, so to speak, here's a little spiel. Uh, we provide some bi-weekly episodes powered up to celebrate your inner geek. All right, we just we bring it to you with movie news, TV news, video games, you name it. If it's geeky, we're probably going to talk about it, um, as you probably got from our theme song. <laughs> Woo! Ooh, I love that theme song. I love that theme song. Never gets old. It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, we also I'm mostly bring... on key. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we're awesome. It sounds brilliant. I don't think you could get any better. I don't even want to try another version of that because it's just perfect the way it is. Um, so we also bring you some geek culture news, everything that's happening right now. Um, our topics today, are, our main focus is going to be on Marvel's Luke Cage, which just had season two debut on Netflix. So we binge watch that so you potentially don't have to, but you probably will want to. Um, and then also, we were going to talk about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, but after I sort of saw it, 
I kind of told Wonder Rob that he doesn't really have to because it was really <laughs> not good. It was really not good. So rather than like, <laughs> rather than forcing him to see it or forcing you guys to see it, I, I've, I've prepared a freestyle rap recap. <laughs> now you prepared a freestyle rap. <laughs> I am white after all. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, all right. Oh, he went there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so of course, uh, please enjoy all of that. And then also we close our episodes with a mini mystery unboxing. Uh, today's episode is kind of a, a double whammy. Uh, in addition to the X-Men of mini Funko Pops, which have uh, all the awesome X-Men, which we hope uh, there's no strings that will prevent Disney from acquiring such uh, awesome characters. Seems like we're going to be okay. Uh, but also, um, we have some Lego minifigures Ooh. as well. All right, all right, all, all right. right. This is uh, celebrating 40 years of Legos, um, and it's uh, Series 18. So there's two figures in here. Um, total, like, tons of different options in there for what you could get. I'm kind of hoping I get the, the cactus guy. That would be kind of fun. I like the guy in the blue tuxedo. Okay, blue tuxedo. That's what. What's oh, our guy dressed as a rocket? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah, he's got sunglasses on. It's it's pretty cool. There's also like a tarantula looking dude. I don't know. There's a lot of cool ones. So, who knows what you're gonna get? Uh, something good. <laughs> and then, of course, we also. Um, want to let you know about our social media wonder rob tell them about where we where they can find us all right you can find us on social media first and foremost on facebook geek so to speak podcast again that's geek so to speak podcast i mention uh, facebook first and foremost because even though you're only getting our show uh, once every other week sometimes a little more but typically once every other week we keep that ish updated on the daily with everything you're going to need to know and of course our witticisms <laughs> uh but it'll keep you up to date on all your geek news everything that we're interested in everything that you're interested in and of course our witticisms and you can also find us on instagram geek so to speak podcast you can find us on twitter geek so to speak pc pc geek so to speak pc and you can follow shoff personally at i am the shop on twitter and you can follow me wonder rob w-o-n-d-e-r-r-o-b on instagram and twitter as well and don't worry if you uh, like that spiel i'll say it again at the end of the episode that's right yeah you will not have to write that down <laughs> yeah there you go so uh I, I think honestly we should probably just kick this off with what do you think maybe some of that geek news 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 one of these days we ought to make a real effect <laughs> we probably should we probably should. Ah, too much trouble all right <laughs> let's dive into it this week uh i chose a handful of stories so did you but i feel like i'm gonna throw a little curveball at you. I'm going to give you something a little off the beaten path in terms of news, something that we don't talk about very often. Jim Carrey and Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> These are two entities that you would never expect to have found some common ground. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, as a kid, I certainly played Sonic the Hedgehog a lot. Sonic the Hedgehog uh, was a very popular thing when I was a kid. Of course, it's gone on to... Um, have a very unique fan base, uh, and I'll leave it at that. And 
um, some mostly not good games. Uh, <laughs> let's just call a spade a spade here. Uh, some of the games are pretty crap. Okay, uh, I was like, you're getting, you're being way too diplomatic. You guys. Can- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyways, it's all subjective. You might like crappy games, and that's your prerogative. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, having I would say <laughs> I'm a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog in the sense that it was something that I played a lot as a kid. Um, did you play a lot of Sonic? Did you have like a Sega Genesis when you were a kid? Okay, so that actually brings up a really good thing. I don't, I don't want to like totally go off kilter, but I, I think people like I think families especially when when you're younger and you're a kid, especially like your first system, you probably didn't buy it for yourself, right? Like most times... Oh, no. Most times like your mom or your dad or your parents or whatever, like you'll get it as a gift. And then that's how that you sort of get, you get introduced to, uh, to the various systems. For me, um, we were a Nintendo family. Okay. So I never, I never got to play any Sega systems until Dreamcast and only because my brother bought it for himself. And so I kind of got to experience Dreamcast, but um, Sega Genesis, Sega Saturn, Sega CD, none of that stuff. I never got a chance to really play unless I went over to a friend's house. So I have played Sonic, but certainly not to the extent that I'm sure you probably played as a kid. Well, it was the same thing. I didn't really have a Sega Genesis. I was also a Nintendo family, but my buddy who lived two stores, two stores, two whole stores down from me. I was uh, <laughs> born and raised in a Kmart, and a lot of people know that. Uh, <laughs> which, which section? <laughs> oh, you know. Uh, Camping soft. gear? I, I tried so hard to think of a joke, and I came up with soft goods. <laughs> like, that's how... <laughs> <laughs> soft goods i don't even know what that uh, is <laughs> is that like no, tomatoes insider terms <laughs> clothes anyways never mind i don't even remember what i was talking about anymore <laughs> uh, you're talking about sega oh yeah duh so i knew i was talking about sega i was talking about my friend that's what i couldn't remember uh so i would play sonic the hedgehog at my buddy's house and my babysitter uh her two kids had a Sega Genesis as well. So I definitely got a lot of Sonic in. Anyways, I know I'm taking the absolute longest way to get to the subject of the story, but I just wanted to talk about Sonic for a second. (laughs) The story is Jim Carrey has been tapped on the shoulder to play Dr. Robotnik (laughs) in the live action slash CGI adaptation of Sonic the Hedgehog or Dr. Eggman. If you're a millennial, that's what he's called. Um, they changed his name. Oh yeah, Doctor Doctor Robotnik's been Doctor Eggman uh, in almost in more in more Sonic games. He's been Doctor Eggman than Doctor Robotnik. What? That's crazy. Oh, why yeah. would you change his name? What's so bad? Of, sure. Is Robotnik like a racial slur in some countries? It might be. I don't know. Well, it's his name is Dr. Ivo Eggman Robotnik, uh, better known by his alias, Dr. Eggman. That's um, dumb. That's <laughs> dumb. I've always known him as Dr. Robotnik, and that's a way cooler name than Dr. Eggman. Eggman sounds like a college nickname he had because he, I don't know, like stuck a bunch of hard-boiled eggs up his ass or something like that. And it was like a big old dare or something and then he's like oh yeah they still call me Eggman you know when I go to here it is I found it so it's the English instruction manual for his debut game Sonic the Hedgehog described the character's full name as Dr. Ivo Robotnik which I said before while the original Japanese 
version's instruction manual for the same game called them Dr. Eggman. It was not until 1999 Sonic Adventure that the character was both called Eggman and Robotnik in the English version, and then all following English releases to date have him as Dr. Eggman. So there you go. And I knew all that. I wasn't reading it. That all <laughs> came from the back of my mind. I just had to think really hard. <laughs> well, uh, um, but, I, I got some education just now. <laughs> but anyway, so Jim Carrey has been tapped to play Dr. Robotnik. Now, the reason I wanted to report on this was, A, how silly that sentence is. Jim <laughs> Carrey is playing Dr. Robotnik. But B, if you know who Dr. Robotnik is, or if you just have like a passing knowledge of Dr. Robotnik, he uh, is a, a heavy set, very heavy set, uh, almost a perfect circle gentleman with a giant uh, bushy mustache, giant red nose, tiny little eyes, and a bald head. Um, and it, <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, that's all I've really got. And so I just try, trying to picture Jim Carrey as this. Like, I just, I'm really more curious at this point just to see how they do it. Um, it well, reminds I mean, me, I was going to say, no, 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 no. It's my new story. I'm going to tell you <laughs> that what it reminds me of is way back when uh, the Spawn movie came out, when John, John Leguizamo playing clown, <laughs> uh, a very uh, short, uh, you know, relatively normal sized actor playing an even shorter rotund clown. So maybe that's how they'll do it. And that's all. That's all I wanted to say. You go. That's actually, that's a good point. I, and you know what? He's a very iconic character. John Link was almost made that character. Like, I can't even imagine anybody else playing uh, that clown character from, from Spawn. So I dig it. Um, but I will say the whole Jim Carrey thing, it's weird because if you've seen like the recent uh, Netflix special uh, for Jim Carrey, it's like mm-hmm. says, uh, it's called like, I am... Andy. I am Andy Kaufman. Or yeah, something. yeah. And I watched that. He is fucking insane. Jim Carrey has gone off the deep end. He is a nutcase now. Um, he, you, you, They interview him, and he's talking about how the reality we're living in is basically like the Matrix. Like He very much is on a different wavelength. And so I don't even understand, like, to choose a mainstream, um, very popular property like Sonic the Hedgehog and to play the villain, it's just a really strange, uh, strange casting. Like that he would even accept it is really very odd. So it it's live action. It's, it's not like for a moment, like initially when I read the article, I was like, oh, well, if it's voice acting, okay, sure. Yeah, he's done all sorts of voice acting and motion capture. I mean, I'm thinking about uh, the Christmas Carol uh, movie that came out a few years mm-hmm. back. He played all those characters, especially Scrooge. Yeah. And, he was great. He was very believable. I love watching that movie every year around Christmas time, but that's voice acting. This is, we're talking live action. He's supposed to be Dr. Robotnik live action, like not voice acting, not performance capture him as Robotnik. I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't know how I feel about it. I <laughs> not a fan. You're getting angry. Wow. <laughs> Once again, <laughs> everybody, everybody likes when my, when my nerd, yeah, when when my angry nerd comes out, that's uh, that's kind of fun sometimes. So. Yeah, dude, you should uh, you should get your angry nerd 
to review video games. We can call you like the angry video game. <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. Do not steal. Do not steal. Original got a, idea. Got a nice ring to it. Um, while, while you were going off on that, just out of curiosity, you were think you were saying why why is Jim Carrey accepting this role? And I was like, what has Jim Carrey been up to lately? The last thing I could think of was Dumb and Dumber Two, which was 2014. So uh, I googled my friend James Carrey, and he really has not been up to much since Dumb and Dumber Two, uh, a movie called The Bad Batch, uh, a movie called Dark Crimes, uh, and that's really it. Yet he, he was on some TV show called Kidding, uh, which I'm not very familiar with. But remember the days when Jim Carrey was unstoppable? Like he was the highest paid actor in America, making $20 million a film, uh, which is a lot less than some actors make now. But back then, that was pretty good. Yeah, mid-90s. That was his time. That was his time. And then, you know, he made fucking... uh, what is it? Eternal Sunshine. He was like peaking and then he came out with the fun fun with Dick and Jane and it all started going downhill yeah. from there. Not that he makes bad movies. They're just not blockbuster successes. Like Yeah. The- well, and, and I saw him on um, Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee, that Jerry Seinfeld oh, yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> he had just gotten done painting. Like that's what he does now. He's like a social recluse. He goes and he paints like crazy stuff. And he's been in the news lately because he painted uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders or whatever as like a total like monster, which she is. But um, uh, anyways, uh, like he he had like this bushy beard. He he was wearing like clothes that looked like he got from Goodwill, which is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. But this is we're talking about a Hollywood celebrity like that. You don't expect that. Like he Mm -hmm. his his shoes were covered in paint which yes he was clearly in painting clothes but it, it just and he, he didn't even open his door to to meet jerry seinfeld he climbed over his own fence and gate and then jumped off and he like hurt his arms like, it was just strange <laughs> so weird and i just i feel for jim i uh i wish <laughs> i wish the very best i hope that he um uh this is his second coming maybe yeah to me it just seems like he's being weird for the sake of being weird yeah i remember when i talked out of my butt all the time (laughs) (laughs) weird. this has been a really good episode of a geek so to speak jim carrey edition yeah totally totally (laughs) let's uh let's (laughs) let's move on to uh other exciting news or um so uh wonder rob okay I'm, I'm going to take your two very favorite things Ooh. and combine them. This is in keep in keeping with the theme of two things that seemingly don't belong, but yet are happening anyway. Um, okay. Okay. I'm sure you've played super Mario Odyssey, right? We've, we've had that previous episode, probably haven't played it in a while though. Right. Um, not since I've gotten all 999 stars. Wow. Show off. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of us are still working on our moons, but all right. Um, you must have bought them. You probably just like it's true. You I probably did. coin farmed. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, so you know, uh, Super Mario Odyssey has a really cool feature on it that came out eh, a few months ago. Um, you probably heard about it. It's it's Luigi's Balloon World, which I don't yes. think played that yet, but I, I've played it a few times. It's it's pretty fun. 
um, you hide a balloon somewhere and then people will have a chance to go get it. And if they can't find it, then you get coins. If they find it, they get coins. It's kind of a fun little like way to coin farm. But uh, mm. recently, recently hackers have been just trying to pick apart Nintendo Switch and all of its games. And they have gotten into Super Mario Odyssey, specifically into the balloon world and have been placing screen captures of porn as the avatars on top of the balloons that are placed in the world. So people are playing Balloon World and stumbling upon balloons that have pictures of hardcore sexual activity on it. Oh, man. That sucks, doesn't it? so wait, before we move forward on on uh, this story, you started the story with <laughs> I wasn't sure things. I wasn't sure if you touched that. <laughs> I planted that seed and I was like, I don't know if he's gonna come back. Super Mario Odyssey and I'm t- I'm guessing the second one was Luigi's balloon. Thing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Cool. See I knew cool. I, I knew your two favorite things. <laughs> yeah. Best friends. <laughs> so, <laughs> this doesn't surprise me. Um, just with how, how everything is these days, um, if you, you have a big open platform, especially something as uh, widely used as a Switch, like, and you give everybody an opportunity to have user-uploaded content within it, like, this isn't just Nintendo here this is just like the internet like this is just how life works now um of course if i was playing this and i saw that i mean i'd get a i'd probably get a big chuckle right out of this i don't know how parents would feel (laughs) about their children seeing uh you know princess peach getting uh that mushroom yeah <laughs> so uh, the article actually does talk about parents. So the parents from the Switch uh, subreddit are suggesting that temporary solution for disabling internet con- connectivity on the device altogether is really the only means to avoid this right now. Because of the uh, the <clears throat> as far as like the the game itself, Super Mario Odyssey, none of it is is online based except for. Balloon world. So that's the only area that's going to have that hacking capabilities where all these images from Pornhub are, uh, are, are coming up. So it's kind of crazy. I have not played it. I can't say that I've seen it, but uh, a <laughs> likely story, but I have a friend who, who has no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> legitimately. I did not seek it out. I just thought the article was pretty funny because there's a lot of people right now who are also putting Mario in kind of like compromising situations and taking screenshots. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this just sort of plays into that as well. So uh, poor Mario, he can't just get cut a break. I mean, he's just good natured superhero plumber and people got to go and throw porn all over his face. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's all I have. That's the only button I can come up with on this story. Don't put porno on Nintendo games. Save uh, save that for your private time, I suppose. suppose. Well, uh, let's move away real quick from 
porno. And <laughs> let's move forward to something a little less uh, hardcore. Let's talk about In Diana Jones 5. <laughs> In Diana. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> I have never even considered <laughs> pronouncing it like that. So I never even realized that if you pick it apart, that's what it's like. But you did it because you're a freaking genius. Something like that. So Indiana Jones will not be riding back into theaters in 2020 as expected. Now, as it turns out, the uh, fifth film in this series will miss its original release date. According to Variety, filming was supposed to begin April of 2019 in the United Kingdom, but sources close to the production say that... I almost said schnooting. That's not a word. Shooting will no longer start next spring. And will have to be pushed back by months, if not a year. Yikes. Now, there are reasons behind this, and we'll get to that in a second. I I think we've talked about this in the past before, so we might be retreading old water. Uh, But I know our audience loves us, so it doesn't really matter. What do you think about a new Indiana Jones movie even being made at all? I don't give a shit. <laughs> oh, man, why are we reporting this? <laughs> <laughs> it's your article. <laughs> oh, man. I actually, I... I do not care about another one because I was so burnt by uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I really didn't like that movie so much. I really didn't like having Shia Le- LeBeouf in it. And <clears throat> that was enough for me. That was like, okay, well, uh, I guess I'm done. I used to love Indiana Jones, and I still do. Last Crusade is my favorite, but uh, I cannot get behind continuing this franchise. We just need to let good movies be done. Let them have their day, and then now make some great new content, something new and enjoyable. Or just reboot it. Where's where's that Chris Pratt Indiana Jones reboot that I was hearing about a few years ago? I would have been behind that. That would have been okay, yeah. I I think Chris Pratt is is... is amazing so just hand this guy over more franchises (laughs) (laughs) give all of them to him he's not with anna Anna ferris anymore he's got plenty of time on his hands so that's true and he'll only talk to you about god for about 20 percent of the time (laughs) that's that's a a new development right there (laughs) he's got his his own star lord now so uh, oh yeah well yeah i guess he's always been a pretty religious guy not that there's anything wrong with that but recently like i saw he was accepting some award i think it was on mtv um it was an mtv movie awards like i haven't watched the mtv movie awards gosh what's it it's 20 it's 2018 so i haven't seen it for at least uh 20 years or so but a clip came online and he was like, this are the, the 10 thing. He was, I'm not doing anything justice. Essentially he was making a list of how to be a good person. And like a few of those were religious, yeah, <laughs> religious he, notes. I, I watched it. He was directing it to his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he could listen to it later. And was, this is how you're going to be a great person. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But anyways, but Indiana Jones is not going to be uh, out when we thought it was going to be out. And um, boo frickity who. Yeah, it was supposed, originally, it was even supposed to get into theaters in 2019, but of course they pushed it back. Uh, According to the report, part of the issue is that key members of the creative team have yet to sign off on a finished script, and there's even another person who has been enlisted to deliver a new draft, a gentleman by the name of Lawrence Kasdan, Um, and last but not least, Insider's 
stress that Harrison Ford himself is not finished making a left-hand turn in his intersection because he's old. (laughs) (laughs) He's had his turn signal on for the last four miles. Yeah, I was trying to, like, the joke started, and I was like, okay, I have a premise for a joke, but then it just kept going, and the the punchline never showed up. (laughs) It's all good. There's no judgment here. (laughs) uh, Let me try that again. Um, So... Insider stress that Harrison Ford uh, is still busy also yelling at uh, the neighbor kids to get off his lawn. <laughs> get off my lawn. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so insider stress that amongst all these delays, Harrison Ford is still uh, trying to buy Preparation H for his hemorrhoids in his butt. How many of these do you have? <laughs> these are all off the top of my head, baby. <laughs> I can oh. keep going all day. Each one worse than the last. <laughs> Harrison Ford is so old that his son is not as part of AARP. So oh. uh, I, I just don't, it's not needed. Finally, Harrison Ford is getting all the flack that he deserves. Courtesy of Geek, so to speak. Harrison <laughs> Ford. Oh, man, what if we end up in the news? That'd be amazing. Oh, with a beef with Harrison Ford. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, all right. All right. I'll take it. I'll take it. You're old, Harrison Ford. <laughs> well, are you bummed about this uh, this change in uh, release schedule? I'm a little bummed about it. Like, I'm interested in seeing another Indiana Jones with everybody in the mindset of, Hey, the last one we made was really shitty. How about we don't do that again? Uh, And maybe it's like a little bit of a redemption that they can actually come up with something good. That's really what I'm interested in. But until then, if I got to watch young Indiana Jones on VHS, I'll watch it. There you go. Yeah, that'll work. Junior. All right. Junior. Um, all right, so move. <laughs> By the way, is Indiana Jones? So that's a that's a Lucasfilm property, right? So that yep. would be. Is that now part of Disney as well? As a matter of fact, it is. Okay, cool. All right, yeah. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it's at it's at the freaking park, um, Disneyland. So that's right. Yeah. All righty. Well, then, uh, kicking off some more news. Um, let's see what what to talk about. What to talk about? Man, you're taking so long to choose. It's been a fortnight. <laughs> all right, fine. All right, we'll talk about Fortnite. All no. Right, so, so uh, all right. So, for those that um, aren't aware, Fortnite is a video game that is uh, available on PS4, Xbox One. I think it's it's also on the Switch, but I'm not sure if it's on PC. I'm not 100 on that. But uh, the game itself is a multiplayer game. It's very battle royale. Uh, it takes place on this island, and you can play in either teams or or solo uh, or in like duos. And you just it's just like co-op. Or I'm sorry, it's just like a combat situation, very similar to you know the multiplayer combat games of old, like Halo or Gears of War or um, Call of Duty or all that stuff. Um, but this game is a little bit more cartoony in the way it's, it's art design and I actually like the, the look of it. It's very, uh, very cool the way the, the graphics are. Um, the dynamic is fun. You 
you don't start out with uh, everybody starts out the same. They don't have any weapons. You got to scramble and get get weapons. Uh, you skydive from this like flying bus and that's how you enter the level so you can pick where you're going to land where you're going to start doing stuff the coolest part about the game though and i'm just getting a little bit of backstory just so those who don't know about fortnite but i almost said fartnite i pretty i pretty <laughs> i didn't almost i really did i said fartnite <laughs> by the way sometimes while i play fortnite if it's been you know maybe depending on what i've had for dinner it might turn into a fortnite but yeah but fartnite <laughs> but anyway so uh yeah, so like everybody's level set, um, there's unlockables, lots of like cool uh, armor and uh, weapons and skins and stuff like that. So it's a lot of fun. But this particular uh, game also goes through seasons. And so every season, there's like a, uh, a new set of unlockables or a new story to tell. And the story isn't so much a story as it is... Um, various things that happen to the map like for instance last season there was a giant comet that you could see in the sky when you looked up and that comet got progressively closer and closer and then towards the end of the season the comet actually uh entered the atmosphere and crash landed collided with the with the actual island causing a giant crater um and so that was like an in-game event that was happening for everybody to enjoy. Similarly, this season four that we're currently in is about to end as well. And there's been a pretty epic thing that happened just this past Saturday. Um, it was an event that was a one-time only. And that means that if you did not tune in, you did not get to see it later just because you were logged in during the day. It was only around that time, and it was very specifically uh, at one time in the day. And so for Wonder Rob and myself, uh, it was at 10.30 a.m. Wonder Rob, did you make that, uh, did you make that appointment? No, <laughs> I did not. I, I left uh, my Switch at work like an idiot. <laughs> so I was texting him, I'm like, Wonder Rob, Wonder not. Rob. You got it. You got to tune in. It's almost here. Five minutes, four minutes, two minutes. Get logged in, bro. Get logged in, bro. <laughs> so like, I, uh, I managed to log in uh, at the perfect time as the bus is flying by and I'm ready to skydive out of it. What happens is out of the, uh, in the distance, there's this area where a rocket is powering up and the rocket launches and it shoots off into the air and you see this just billow of smoke as it goes up to the sky. And they've been talking about this rocket all season. All right. Mm -hmm. The rocket goes straight through to space. As it's going up, something comes back down. It scans the surface. I think it's the same mm -hmm. rocket, but I'm not 100%, right? It comes back down, scans the surface. And just before you think it's going to collide with a, a town, it passes through like a dimensional rift or portal and then it disappears. And you're like, what the heck just happened? Crazy sounds are happening in the background. You can hear it at any point in the map. Then out of nowhere, the, another portal opens up separate distance far away and the missile comes out of that portal and then it like shoots around and it like, it like passed right by my screen. I was like, oh my gosh. It like, as if it like grazed my nose, my character's nose. I was like, oh, Shiza. <laughs> <laughs> so it passed me out. I'm like following it. I'm looking at it. And uh, it is about to hit another building. And then it goes through another portal. And then 
out of nowhere again. It comes out of another portal and it goes straight for the sky again. But this time, it doesn't go back into space. It actually causes a tear. It literally rips through the space-time continuum, causing a dimensional rift. And the sky is now cracked. Literally cracked. It is so cool. It was such a thing to see. If you didn't get a chance to see it, we posted some videos on Facebook. Uh, please check it out. It was a lot of fun. Did you get a chance to watch that video? Did you see? Did you see the crack in the sky? Did you see the crack? Did you see the crack in the sky though? When I'm <laughs> when I'm like chatting with my with my great great nephew or something like that because I'm not having when the great um, Fortnite crack of yeah, I'll be, <laughs> be like I was there. I was there when the crack formed in the sky on Fortnite. Oh, man. You really jumped on that Fortnite hype train. You're all about it. Like, I was really excited. It's, it's a phenomenon. Like, I still, uh, full transparency, I really haven't gotten into Fortnite yet. Not because I'm not interested, just lack of free time. Uh, with everything going on, work, and other, other various things. Um, but I do have it in my pretty little hand right here, so I can, uh, so I can start sucking at the teat of Fortnite along with everybody else. Now, well, I really hope you play, because there is an option to play like duos, and you and I can team up. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it would be a lot of fun. So I could kind of show you the ropes. But here's the, <laughs> here's the kind of interesting dilemma. So while this was all going on, Okay. There was certainly the potential to be killed. So um, just because the rocket's launching doesn't mean that the game isn't still going on. So Battle Royale is still in effect, and all the other people are out there too. So you could be standing next to somebody who wants to shoot you like and get like a freaking headshot and get the points, but they're all wanting to look at the, the rocket as well. So there's like there was a sense of like camaraderie even amongst your opponents. We all wanted to just see that rocket launch and see what would happen next. It was really very cool. It was like hand holding around the world. It was so impressive. But all except for one dude, okay? One dude who happened to earn the most infamous uh, situation for himself. He is now the most hated man in the entire world because while 40 plus people were standing on a ramp to watch this event, he destroyed the ramp and they all plummeted. <laughs> they all plummeted to their death. <laughs> he is a master troll. And what makes matters worse is by doing that, he happened to earn himself the world record for the most solo kills uh, <laughs> consecutively. So he awesome. now has a title in the game because he took advantage of everybody while they were doing that. So it was, it was 48. Good, good for him. He killed 48 other players simultaneously during the match. Just Oh, crazy. man. I bet he was laughing his ass off when yeah, that happened. Yeah, he shot off a rocket. It was just, like, unreal. Oh, man. Uh, and that player's name was I Am The Shaf. His name is Elemental Ray. <laughs> oh, that was like a douchebag. <laughs> so anyways, I thought that was pretty cool uh, that that was happening. Um, but actually, the game itself now, I was playing it earlier today, the, it continues to change. So that, that rift, that tear is getting bigger. Mm -hmm. It is consuming the sky. It is like... Um, 
I don't know how you want to call it, but like squiggly lines, squiggly lines in the sky. <laughs> don't you yawn? Don't you yawn? No, this isn't this is super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and but but wait, there's more. There's more. Okay, so um, uh, there are some areas in the towns where signs are like saying "Welcome to Tomato Town" or uh, or uh, Anarchy Acres or whatever it's called. These are real names of places within the island, by the way. But uh, you. Uh, before those signs were visible and then a rift started to form like another portal and then after a few days those signs had been like sucked into the portal so those signs are no longer there in the game so things are changing and the end of the season is coming up here i want to say the next maybe two or three days um it'll be officially done after that point a lot of people are speculating what's going to happen so um there's been a the major theory is that uh, we are going to experience time travel, and instead of being, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I like time, time travel in a game. I'm making, I'm making my hmm face. <laughs> um, yeah, so like they're saying, time travel is going to happen, and the map itself and everything in it is going to go back and revert to an earlier time. They're saying Wild West. So we may actually have an entirely new map oh, by next season. I get what you're saying. I was like, how can you possibly pull off time travel <laughs> in an online multiplayer game? But I, I get what you're getting at. Okay. And so like the weapons, all the skins would be sort of reminiscent of oh, that. Yes. So, right. so a lot of people are really excited about that. Um, some people think that aliens are involved. I don't know. There's a lot of theories out there, but I think the Wild West one probably has a lot of a lot of credence. So we'll see what happens in the next few days. We'll definitely have some more news uh, as it comes out. I'd play Old West Fortnite. I'd do that. I'd be like, uh I'm having a lot of fun. I'm really having a lot of fun with this game. Uh, And I'm really bad at it, but uh, it doesn't change the fun level. In fact, I actually enjoy, once you die, you get to watch other people play. Like they just have like a camera going so you can see someone else's point of view. And I still watch it. Like, it's still enjoyable just to see somebody else, like, either do really well or not really well. Because the one aspect of the game that I, I can't quite master, and that's really where, what, like, what makes it happen, is the ability to craft. You have to craft, mm-hmm. um, like, um, uh, surfaces and stairs and, and basically your own forts uh, to protect yourself from uh, everyone else that's out there trying to get you. So uh, your ability to sort of craft on the spot and on the fly is what sort of makes or breaks you. So as I get better with that, that's going to be a lot more fun. But right now I just like try and find a good spot to hide and then just pick off people as they come by. (laughs) Man, a lot of good stuff in this. Maybe I will try it. I've been like the, uh, the apprehensive Andy and not wanting to, to get into it as much as everybody else. But Listening to you talk about it and time travel and stars cracking open in the sky with rockets and dimensions and portals and shit. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Right now. So I actually have another time travel uh, news story. Should I go straight into that or should. Yeah. What do you yeah. think? Go into it. Go okay. into it. Time travel us up. Okay, so here we go. So I got some really, really bad news. Oh, God damn it. Okay. I know, I know. I, I really didn't want to talk about this story, but I feel kind of obligated to because I am, in fact, a big fan. So for any of our listeners who are big fans of Timeless, uh, the NBC show that died and came back to life, um, mm-hmm. uh, we were all concerned and wondering if we were going to get a third season because season two ended on quite the cliffhanger. 
uh, certainly things were not resolved and uh, we were wondering what was going to happen. NBC sort of just sat on their fucking thumbs for months, making us wonder if we were going to get a season three and eventually came back with a thing, a press release saying that they were not going to renew season three. That's not the bad news. We've already known that. But they did shine some uh, some hope on the situation and said that they were considering a movie to sort of um, clean up loose ends and sort of give these characters a, a proper send off. So I was like, oh, OK, cool. We, kind of like how Firefly ended way before its time. It got Serenity later on. And that was a nice way to get kind of a proper send off for these characters. Uh, as it turns out. There have been some recent developments and they don't shine very well in terms of uh, all of the clock blockers uh, out there and uh, timeless fans alike. So here's the news. The showrunner um, uh, has, and as well as Sony, uh, has talked about situations and they have not been able to find a, another network for Timeless. So that will not happen. There are no new networks. Netflix will not take on Timeless. Apparently the budget per episode is pretty insane. They were saying about, I think about three to 4 million per episode just just to create, yeah, just to do these episodes. So Game of Thrones. (laughs) So yeah, so that's, that was certainly a hiccup along the way. Uh, They're going to continue to look at other options, but right now the actor deals, which are like the contracts themselves um, have expired. And so based on that, there's really no sign of a season three anywhere. Um, and as far as the movie, uh, they are still considering it, but they're saying that there's some economic obstacles that make it more of an uncertainty. So they don't have a lot of details, but, um, they did say that, uh, the situation because of the expiration of the cast contracts, that sort of makes a scheduling issue for this movie and that can cause some problems. So for all the uh, clock blockers, I was, that was a close one there. <laughs> um, we, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry that I have this bad news for you, but the cast and crew do send their immense thanks and gratitude uh, for uh, all of us fans who fought so hard to keep the show. Uh, we made a second season possible and um, gave hope for a season three. So hopefully down the road, maybe some network will pick it up, Amazon, Hulu, who knows. But yeah. Um, as of right now, things don't look good. Yeah. Sorry out there, all you block cockers. I know Raph is a big, uh, uh, clock blockers fan. Oh, uh, Darth Vibbert. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know know know, know who that is. (laughs) I know he shed at least one or two tears over, over this news. And, uh, so, um, I'm feeling for you, buddy. I'm feeling for you. Yep, tears into his masculine beard. <laughs> That's it. That's enough inside jokes for one day. <laughs> Let's move on. I'm going to um, also give you some bad news. You had a bad news story, and I have a bad news story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so here comes my bad news story. Uh, Jared Leto has been uh, cast a star in Sony's Spider-Man's spinoff, Morbius. <laughs> oh, no. Great. Now... <laughs> Uh, Jared Leto, uh, who you all know as uh, probably the quintessential Joker uh, from the Batman series, um, he's looking at another uh, comic book character to his resume, I suppose. And so, uh, like I said, he's been tapped to play Morbius, the living vampire. Now, 
I don't need to go off on a whole tangent here because I think we say this about every other episode of Geek, so to speak, but not every single character in every comic franchise needs their own movie, Sony Fox. Um, <laughs> let's make an Aunt May movie. Nah, fuck that. Let's do a, a you know, Silver Sable movie. Nah, fuck that. Let's do Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually quote from end to end a Sony board meeting. Uh, yeah. Led by Amy Pascal. Amy Pascal. So there's there's two things wrong with this whole story. Number one, um, Morbius, um, in my humble opinion, doesn't need a movie. Uh, Morbius, uh, for those of you who are unaware, uh, Morbius or Dr. Michael Morbius, he's a scientist who suffered a rare blood disease and attempted to cure himself to, of course, disastrous results. Instead of being cured... He became afflicted with a condition that was a form of vampirism. OMG. The thirst for blood, fangs, of course, super strength, and obviously he fights Spider-Man. Like, why wouldn't he? He's a vampire now. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, primarily known as a one of Spider-Man's uh, arch rivals, uh, his rogues gallery, if you will, um, he has, for a very short time, a long time ago, had his own comic book series also where he appeared as sort of an anti-hero, uh, a term that I really hate nowadays, um, and a term I'm sure they'll use in the marketing of this movie should it see the light of day. So that's uh, part one of the badness. Part two is Jared Leto. <laughs> now, Jared Leto... Let's say something good about Jared Leto. So it doesn't just feel like we're ripping on him. Jared Leto. He was great in Dallas Buyers Club. Yeah. Yeah, Jared Leto. Good job, buddy, in the Dallas Buyers Club. You also have, like, really cool um, blue eyes. (laughs) I I liked his work in Blade uh, Blade Runner 2049. Man. Wow. Can we say some not so fun things now? I was, <laughs> was going to say, take a, take something out of your mouth. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like I was like, should I say that? We're recording. Uh, should I not say that? And anyways, hold on, Jared's um, here right now. <laughs> oh, hey guys, <laughs> I don't appreciate you talking smack about me. Oh, My name's Jared Leto. <laughs> that's dead on. I love, like, I love impressions when you have to say their name. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of looks like when he has that lo- the long hair and the beard, he looks like that guy in uh, Jonathan Van, Van Ness. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of him. Um, I'm, I'm racking my brain to try to think of a real compliment to give him. You gave him two. Um... He was in, uh, gosh, what is he? What was he was he on that show, My, my So-Called Life. Did you ever yeah, see that? Yeah, I did see that. It wasn't really my, my sort of thing. Uh, he was in Lord of War. Did you do say Lord? Do you enjoy his music? This guy makes music? Dude, Panic at the Disco. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Isn't that what it is? Or is it 30 Seconds to Mars? I get those two confused. They're pretty much the same band. 
<laughs> that's why that's why I get him confused. Can I'm you like, name can you name any any song by either one of those bands? <laughs> I chime in, haven't you people ever heard of? Oh, gosh darn boy. oh man. Uh this is great. Where where is this news story even going anymore? <laughs> well can this I can I bring up some, So um I have an issue with something you said. And uh, okay, I'm uh, ready. You, you said it, and you just let it roll off, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, no. What did I say? You referred to Jared Leto as the quintessential Joker of the Batman yeah, movies. I did say that. So does that, mean, <laughs> does that mean that you're indicating that you feel that Jared Leto's Joker was a better Joker than Heath Ledger? Okay, I'm going to answer your question. With another question. <laughs> Why <laughs> so you, serious? Why are you being so serious right now? <laughs> Do you want to know how I got these scars? Well, I'll tell you. My father was a drinker and a fiend. Uh, no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, let me answer your question with another, another question. Did you not see the scene in Suicide Squad where the Joker was lying on the ground with all his knives meticulously <laughs> placed in a circle around him going, I'm so crazy! I put my knives on the ground! <laughs> and a set of baby clothes! Yeah! No, he's the worst! <laughs> now, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt at the very least that it wasn't a movie about the Joker. And he really was only in it for about 15, 20 minutes, maybe 20. So like, all right, maybe it just wasn't like his time to shine, but it certainly didn't make me feel optimistic. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, and the fact that they're giving the Joker, the Jared Leto's Joker, his own movie, uh, supposedly, r- rumorville is that it's not going to happen anymore. Like, it's, it's just like, I have to, but Sony... Did you see this guy? Why do you want him to be your vampire? Oh, he has long hair. Uh, vampire song with long hair. Great. Uh, his teeth are kind of pointy. Let's go ahead and just add a little CGI there. <laughs> um, I guess the bottom line here is I'm really I'm like finding anything to rip on Jared Leto. I don't particularly care about him. Like he, either way, I'm just not very impressed with him. But I'm more upset about Morbius. Stop making movies of every single character, especially if they're not going to be directly related to the MCU at this point when Spider-Man is, but these characters aren't. This is a waste of money, and I'm not going to go see these movies until I have to for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And even then, maybe you won't, and then I'll just do a freestyle rap. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Anyway, end of story. Boom. (laughs) Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Morbius. He actually, he already is a living vampire. Like, he never ages, Jared Leto always looks the same. He's always got kind of pale skin. He's, his eyes always look like he's a vampire. He's basically a living vampire as it is right now. Maybe it's just typecasting. That's all it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he makes great cornbread or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's enough of that. Okay. <laughs> so, um, what do you think, Wonder Rob? Before we take our uh, our slight break, should I do my freestyle rap? Oh my gosh! All right. So, uh, for you lucky listeners of this podcast, uh, Shoff has prepared has prepared a freestyle rap. 
now. I know that sentence probably sounds a little weird. Maybe I shouldn't call it freestyle rap since you give me so much shit about it. I have written a rap song. He's written a rap song about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Now, uh, I am going into this cold. Uh, I am one of the few people who did not pay to see Fallen Kingdom and still have not seen it. Uh, because it wasn't a high priority on my list and Shaft telling me uh, that that's one big pile of shit. So I did not see it and opted out any sort of other reviews, any other information. I put myself up in a bubble so I could strictly be spoiled by Shaft's quote, freestyle. <laughs> Rap. So you've been warned there are probably spoilers. Oh, there's I'm plenty ready. spoilers. But yeah, you won't care about the spoilers because you're not going to go see it. All right. And so, also, to you listeners, hold on a second. Just remember, you can only get this kind of quality content on Geek, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> like, subscribe, review, rate. Thank you. Okay, go. All right. I kind of want to see if... Uh, maybe you should give me a beat. Like, um... Oh, God. No, no I, don't, I don't think... I don't I did not know I was a part of this. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a beat. Don't you worry about the beat. Don't give me beat suggestions. I got well, this. But okay. I already have the, the rhyming pentameter is going to oh, be God. All, all fucked up if, if you're not following. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, as you listeners can, uh, or you're finding out right now, we did not rehearse this, and <laughs> most of this <laughs> is new to me. All right, so, okay, give me a beat, and I'll copy it. Okay, good, good, good. That's a good. Oh, you know, oh, I'm not do that, but I want you to do that further away from the microphone oh, <laughs> and cover your mouth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. Okay, okay. One, two. I might have already forgotten it. Uh, here we go one two three the dinos are back but their island is doomed yet who asked for a sequel this mess needs a broom still back to the aisle volcanoes ready to blow this liquid hot magma is ready to go i know this beat is not working <laughs> wait are you still going <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be completely honest. I wasn't listening to anything you were yeah. doing because <laughs> yeah, I was no. concentrating hard. <laughs> yeah, the, the beat the beat is not uh, not working. So you know what? I'm just going oh, to deliver it without a beat. And maybe I'll find a beat after. Oh, my gosh. You guys are in for a treat. Okay, I'm ready. All right, here we go. <clears throat> I call this rap Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm not going to laugh, I promise. <sighs> the dinos are back, but their island is doomed. Yet who asked for a sequel? This mess needs a broom. Still, it's back to the aisle. Volcanoes ready to blow. The liquid hot magma is ready to go. Time to rescue these dinos before they all die. So Bryce Dallas Howard seeks out help from a guy. 
none other than Pratt, Mr. Star-Lord, returns to help save the dinos from third-degree birds. The volcano erupts not long after they land, so they move to find Blue as lava gets out of hand. Blue's the raptor that Pratt trained. She's especially smart. By the way, during the movie, someone let out a fart. But back to the story, the heroes were played. An evil plan was afoot and our heroes betrayed. The dinos were saved but were captured and shipped to the Lockwood Estate to be auctioned and chipped. A new dino was made and created for war, engineered from raptors and the Indo before. Indo raptors her name and she's a nasty son bitch. Attacks targets on command and the flip of the switch. Dinos get sold and the Indo raptor kills guests and there's a clone daughter plot point that doesn't make sense. This epic climax takes place on the roof made of glass and Bryson Blue saved the day by outsmarting her ass. Just when you think the film's over, there's still more to say. The clone daughter frees the dinos and they all run away. And now there's loose dinos in the US of A. Look, the lost world did it first. So this rehash is cray. So thanks for the sequel that didn't need to get made. At least Ian Malcolm was back. Make sure Goldblum gets paid. Sure, the box office numbers make you think it's a hit, but it's just one big pile of dinosaur shit. Oh, okay. Word to your mother. Oh, okay. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> 525,600 minutes. <laughs> All right. Oh man, good job. Wine and beer. Um, I have so, a few questions. Okay, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Tell me more about the fart in the theater. <laughs> um, it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, second, you mentioned clone daughter. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought too. So um, the situation there. Um, Doctor, you know, remember John Hammond from the first Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. the old man, right? Spend no expense, right? Yes. Um, he was apparently, he had a partner named Lockwood, his last name or whatever. They apparently had some falling out. This is all retconned into Fallen Kingdom, by the way, this whole story okay. of them having a falling out. And they don't explain what the falling out was over, but apparently it was because the uh, this Lockwood guy lost his granddaughter, tragically, so they decided to clone her and and basically make her in a lab. And so the the daughter that's running around in this movie is actually a clone. So apparently, cloning uh, people exists too. Uh, and it's just sort of shoehorned into the plot. It makes no fucking sense why it's there. It's like why, why? Okay. All right. That sounds pretty dumb. All right. Yeah. Next, tell me about this raptor who uh, you turn on a switch and he'll attack people for you. Okay, yeah, so so the Indoraptor has like chip. He's like chipped basically, and you, when you have this special gun, which is like a I don't know um, rifle of some kind, it has like a, a a switch on the gun that sort of shoots like a laser sight at mm -hmm. the target, and the Indoraptor responds to the laser sight and knows to go and attack that target. And then it also sends out like a, like a, like a supersonic frequency or something like that that the Indoraptor can hear mm -hmm. and knows that that means the command is to attack and kill. So literally like it's controlled by, uh, by the military in that regard. So the plot of the movie, and again, I went cold on this because I try to go cold on the movies as much as I can 
if I know we're going to see him outside of reporting on reporting on him, obviously. I'm going to militarize Raptors. The the movie, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Much. That yeah. that sounds like garbage. Did uh, how how much was um, Ian Malcolm in it? Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, so briefly, he was. Uh, in the very beginning of the film, he is brought in to a courtroom because they're, they're, they're kind of trying to decide whether or not to go and help save the dinosaurs. They know that the volcano is about to erupt, mm-hmm. but they kind of are looking at it like, well, this is an act of God. Should we intervene? Yes, it's an endangered species, but it's a genetically engineered species. We don't necessarily want dinosaurs to repopulate the earth. So um, we don't know what to do. There's this ethical dilemma. So then they bring in Dr. Ian Malcolm, who's this resident expert on dinosaurs. And he's basically saying, let them die. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, I've already been to this island like twice. I don't, I don't need to deal with this shit anymore. He's like, uh, no, uh, um, let the dinosaurs die out. This is, this is their time. And so he sort of represents that other side of the argument. And then he's just brought back in at the end for like additional um, uh, scenes from his courtroom scene where he's interviewed. And he says, mm-hmm. welcome to Jurassic World. Oh, like in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Was there anything good in the movie? The volcano. Anything that you liked? Oh, yeah. The volcano. So that whole scene with the volcano erupting mm-hmm. was, uh, and the dinosaurs like fleeing, and that whole like element was really intense. It was gripping. It was a good part of the movie, but it was just not very long. Like honestly, there was so much time spent uh, in transit somewhere. There was so many conversations, so much time spent like uh, sitting on a boat while it's traveling from one location to another rather than having any action. Um, the one like extremely laughable moment was at one point when Chris Pratt's character is betrayed and basically double crossed, he gets shot with like a tranquilizer darts that are made for like the, the Raptors. So he's pretty much paralyzed. He can't move. And that's just, of course, that's when the, the volcano is starting to erupt. The lava, oh, yeah, right? lava is spilling down and it is li- literally next to him. Like it, the lava is like hanging out like by his feet. and. I don't know if anyone has actually been by lava, but you can't get that close to lava without burning the hell out of yourself. So the oh. fact that he's he's laying there next to lava and he's like having this like comedic moment where he's trying to like move his lifeless body over a log so he can like not get sucked into the lava. Like it's just so stupid. Um, and I was like, I, I, I was just shaking my head and I was like, are you kidding me? Like, Suspension of disbelief. Yes, dinosaurs don't exist, but we know what lava does to flesh. You can't. This is dinosaur lava. <laughs> so, so that was rough. And then the most heartbreaking scene in a movie I've probably seen in a while is watching a brachiosaurus get basically destroyed by lava. It was pretty, uh, pretty rough. Yeah. All right. They, well. Yeah, because they were saving all the dinosaurs, but only so they could sell them back on this on the mainland. And uh, the Brachiosaur didn't make the cut. He was, uh, they had to leave because the volcano was erupting. It was all crazy. So they, they left the, the, the boat, uh, uh, left the dock. And this Brachiosaur is like walking up to the dock. And behind him, all of this lava, it basically engulfs, en- engulfs him and just crazy smoke. And you see his head like 
swaying and collapse like against like the billow of smoke. It's mm-hmm. pretty heartbreaking. Um, uh, but that's like the most intense moment. Everything else is pretty boring. So. All right. Well, then I will wait till it comes out on video and somebody cuts it up into 12 different sections and put it sit on YouTube. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. All right. So yeah, that was my freestyle rap recap. I think we're going to need more of those. <laughs> that, was, that, was that fun? Did you enjoy that wonder rap? My beat was pretty sick. I don't know what was wrong with it. Oh, but... no, nothing was wrong with your beat. I was just concerned that in the microphone, it was going to be too loud fair enough fair enough we'll see what we can do for the <laughs> so all right so we're going to take a quick commercial break uh and rather than what we normally do which is a promotion for another podcast we thought we'd share some funny clips from some prior episodes uh as we go forward here so uh we don't actually have any clip prepared at the moment this is going to happen during post so we don't know what it's going to be we just know it's going to be some classic shaf wonder rob moments uh from our our, our archive of episodes. So, because yeah. uh, we're, we're we're pretty much a week away from our one year anniversary as uh, as a podcast. So um, the paper anniversary. That's <laughs> that's yeah. right. Oh my gosh, we should be Facebook official. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, so please enjoy this this quick clip, and we'll be right back with our main topic of the day, which is going to be our uh, Harlem's hero for hire. We're talking about Luke Cage season two. We'll be right back. Sweet Christmas is what I said. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, we, we miss you here in, in uh, sunny, extremely too warm Arizona. Oh Uh, man. I don't miss that. I'll tell you right now. Like what's the temperatures? Like what are you experiencing right now? It's chilly. I've had to have this hoodie on all day. I'm walking around in shorts going, ooh, I need to put on my jeans. <laughs> it's cold. I love it. Yeah, I think it was still 82 today. Oh, man, it was 66. <laughs> Three temperatures off of the perfect temperature, but it was 66. <laughs> 66 works for some people. Yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> I've seen that. And we're back, Kimasabis. Thank you so much for sticking through with what I'm sure was a super hilarious clip from when I said something super funny and Shaf laughed and then he said something funny and I laughed and then we all laughed and oh, <laughs> wasn't that great? Great times. Wow. Set, set, great times. Setting the bar pretty high. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. I'm sure it's gold. Our whole show's, uh, uh, show's gold. Yes, it is. Anyway, (laughs) we are back, ladies and gentlemen, and we are going to launch right into our big topic for this week, which is the man with the plan, the hero of Harlem is back, Luke Cage, season two. Now, for you uh, loyal listeners, I'm sure you understand that we're about to spoil this show. Uh, If you're not a loyal listener and this is your first time listening well what took you so long i'm not mad at you i'm just disappointed (laughs) but i know you're gonna keep listening so disappointment lifted uh we'll talk about uh you know a popular movie each episode a popular tv show or really anything that we find interesting in this week's is luke cage so just be warned we're gonna spoil you if you haven't seen it yet uh go back and watch the episodes if you don't particularly care to be spoiled then get ready to listen because that's what we're gonna do 
So Wonder Rob, uh, now that we have that spoiler alert out of the way, everyone knows what they're getting themselves into. Um, it's time once again for something that I really look forward to every episode. And that's when I challenge you with a word count recap. So okay. uh, I'm going to give you 15, 15 words to okay. describe and recap Luke Cage season two. Okay. 15 words and away. We go. Those weren't part of it. Neither is this. Okay. Two hours later. And away. <laughs> I, was, I was at least waiting for look good, feel good. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Look good, look good, feel good. Look good, feel good. All right. Jamaicans make drugs called Luke Cage. Luke Cage finds out he's pissed. Backflip kicks him in the face. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you were at 16 or 17. Not. We're gonna we're gonna allow it. We're gonna allow. It. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have ended on a cliffhanger. We wouldn't have known. <laughs> yeah, I, had, I was like, oh god, there's not enough words left. <laughs> Keep going. Don't say it. Pretty, pretty, pretty solid. That's a pretty solid recap. I gotta say, you did pretty good. There's a lot of stuff that happened in this uh, this season. I even um, mentioned my favorite part of the whole season two in it, but we'll get to that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, all right. So we, we got the recap. You got the 15 word, but let's expand on that a little bit. So um, when we last saw Luke Cage, he was fighting alongside the rest of the defenders mm -hmm. uh, in <clears throat> the defenders. And uh, we got to see the first uh, inkling of, of Iron Fist and Luke Cage working together in a classic duo that we know from the comic books as heroes for hire. Um, so this show is coming off of that. Uh, he has had success over Diamondback, who was a half brother of his from season one and, uh, poor Misty, uh, Knight, the detective and friend of Luke Cage lost her arm during the events of the defenders. And now she has a prosthetic that she gets from Rand, Danny Rand Industries. Uh, so we get to see sort of the beginnings of Misty Knight as the comic book character we know. And uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, but the sort of the main focus of this season, from my understanding, and, and definitely wonder up, feel free to chime in, but um, Luke is presented with a unique dilemma. So in this sense, this season, he's not really presented with the main antagonist for himself. He's sort of in the middle of two other parties that are in a rivalry with each other and sort of, and that was, I found to be a very unique dynamic. So on one side, you've got Mariah Dillard or Mariah Stokes, as is said a million and a half times in the show. Yeah. Um, every time someone says Mariah Dillard, uh, the, the other side of this coin, uh, the other antagonist, uh, Bushmaster, Bushmaster, John McIver, um, and every time I said MacGyver, I'm just thinking of MacGyver, uh, not uh, <laughs> MacGyver. But uh, anyways, um, he uh, Stokes. He always says Stokes, Mariah Stokes, and he's this Jamaican guy who has a, a like a deep seated hatred 
for Mariah Stokes and her family based on some stuff that happened when he was a kid. And, uh, and so he's coming back with a vengeance. And so the two of them are at each other's throats, trying to take over Harlem and Luke is sort of caught in the crossfire and has to uh, try and, and save Harlem the best he can. Yeah. I'd say that's a good way to describe it. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot that went down. It, it really, the, the show, it. yeah, the show itself played out pretty much like a, like a crime drama is really the best way I could kind of describe it. It, it didn't, hit me as your typical superhero fanfare. I mean, granted the, yeah. the Netflix shows are a little bit darker um, than the MCU, but uh, I just felt like this one did it had a unique approach to it. Well, it, re- it reminded me of Jessica Jones season two, uh, which uh, famously I liked and shop didn't, <laughs> uh, but where it sort of reminded me of, like how you were saying before, no main real uh, antagonist. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sort of like wondering if this is like really going to be the theme with all these season two shows. Um, Cause that's kind of sort of how, at least in my opinion, daredevil season two was, I mean, not so much to this extent because I mean, you still had the Punisher and you still had Kingpin, but it was again, sort of, putting Matt in between those two forces. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, and then that sort of, that idea of not like one real main antagonist, uh, like traditional sort of bad guy came over to Jessica Jones and now this. Um, not each one this exactly the same, of course, but in general, that sort of theme sort of playing into it. And I, I noticed that, or that thought occurred to me about halfway through this season. And I was like, man, this is just sort of like an interesting deck that they're choosing to play. Um, but I liked it. I mean, at least I liked it to a point where it didn't make me miss like an, a bad guy, like an overarching single bad guy. Story. Yeah. And, and I think the element, the theme of family mm-hmm. is also a big theme of these season twos, at least especially with, with uh, Jessica Jones and with Luke Cage season two. It's heavily about the influence of family and, uh, for Luke, it's his sort of like uh, uh, sort of getting over his hangups with his dad. By the way, I just want to make a quick note. Um, uh, Reg, Reg or Reggie, I think it's Reg, Reggie Kathy, um, who played Luke Cage's dad, mm-hmm. Reverend, whatever, I can't think of his name. Uh, awesome. That guy delivered a stellar performance. And by the way, I know he's not with us anymore. Yeah. And that's, uh, a real shame that they did a nice tribute at the end of the season with a little, uh, in memoriam type situation for him. But he was incredible in this, in the show. He was very believable. He delivered some very raw performances. He, you really believed that he was a man who was regretting some of his decisions he made earlier in his life and a guy who really just wanted to reconnect with his son. Like it was a really great, uh, set of performances from him. I dug it. Yeah. I, uh, I especially liked the scene with him and Luke where he's like, you may be strong, but I still break my foot off in your ass. <laughs> yeah. And then Luke gets real close to him. <laughs> and you can just see the look on, on his face. Like, what am I going to do to Luke? Cage? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I'd like to see you try. <laughs> but yeah, but he still talked to him like a dad. That scene really, <laughs> really made me laugh. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it was it was great. That dynamic was great. Uh, the concept of family also played very heavily into Mariah Dillard Stokes, Mariah Stokes, into her family and stuff that uh, her mom, as well as uh, her uh, uh, uncle, uh, I guess, had done and things. Really, just the transgressions of the father cast, you know, uh, on the son. Mm-hmm. situation um and then uh even going forward into future generations so mariah has a daughter and the influence on her daughter and things that are leading towards an eventual outcome there too i don't know if you know anything about uh, the character of tilda uh johnson but in the comics she plays nightshade uh the character's yep. name is nightshade and she even has those iconic like uh afro puffs and by the end of the of the season two, she's sporting those. And she's already been dabbling a lot with those herbs and, and nightshade and stuff, uh, which, uh, so you can tell that either she's going to be a, a force to be reckoned with in season three, if there is one of Luke Cage or what, I don't know. But they definitely left that little nugget as a potential. Yeah. The thing, speaking of herbs, like, that was one thing I was like, come on, herbs. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? That Wakandan technology making it over to America, and now we're getting those herbs. <laughs> power <laughs> being, or herbs, however you want to say it. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you're Eddie Izzard. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, man, herbs, okay, moving on. It's silly. It's comics, whatever. Yeah, as, and so for anyone who's uh, hasn't seen it yet but is interested, um, the main character or the main villain, I guess you could call him main villain, uh, Bushmaster, gets his strength and abilities. He has hardened skin because as a kid he gets shot and he gets treated by this shaman woman type thing uh, in Jamaica, and she treats him with like this nightshade stuff. Apparently, the nightshade only works on some people. It'll kill others. It'll make you go crazy. Yeah. And uh, and so she makes this concoction, and it's very, like, voodoo-style stuff. And and he survives, and he becomes stronger. And uh, and his skin is, is not Im- – it's not that it's impenetrable, but it is hardened. So it can take a much more severe beating. And uh, And that's pretty much his power. So he's comparable to Luke Cage. And, of course, he takes more of this – uh, this these herbs, uh, and so that you know sort of boost his abilities, and that's that they kind of wanted to present a dynamic of how do you how do you ha- this is the same dynamic with with Superman. Um, what is the, what is the conflict for a hero that cannot be hurt? You know what I mean? You can't mm-hmm. you can't break me. You can't you know you can't hurt me. Like so, how do you how do you take down Luke Cage? And and the the answer is. You attack his loved ones. You attack his city, Harlem. You hit him where it hurts. Yeah. Like, Luke Cage is... The thing I like about Luke Cage the most is watching him go into a room full of people who are like, oh, let's shoot our guns at you, and none of these works. And Luke Cage just tears ass, like, through the room. And, like, I don't necessarily want to watch a show all the time or maybe with this character where it's like, uh, it's just his powers. He's got his powers. Uh, this person is strong. This person is strong. This person uh, can bounce bullets off his chest. So can this guy. Uh, it's just something that happens in movies and TV shows for comics a lot where the main character is just, I have the same powers you do. Um, but if it, even if it was more like 
him tearing ass in rooms, doing his his stuff, but still having more of a mystery to it, like you were saying before, you know, more of a uh, sort of a suspense sort of thriller vibe, which it did have. Great, I like it, but just, just certain bad guys, like, okay, like, yeah, they're cool, and the, the actor does a good job, but I'm like, come on, you guys, just give me something different. I don't want two Luke Cage's fight, okay? Yeah. If I wanted to do that, I'd just get my action figures. Right. Not to mention, not to mention that Luke Cage is just sort of brute force. Like he's not a very like ta- skilled fighter. You know? No, like, he's not. <laughs> like, when you watch him, he's bumbling. Like he is not. He's not graceful with his hits. He doesn't really know how to fight. He's just he's strong and he he can't be knocked down. So like some of the fight scenes come across really sloppy looking, and it it's not as enjoyable for me because I kind of look at a fight as choreography especially knowing what other shows and other superhero franchises that have done it, you know, uh, and done it way better. It's always interesting to watch Luke Cage because he's just, it, there's really no finesse to it. <laughs> well, that's what I like. Like that's part of what I like is that, like I was saying before, when he goes into a room and just starts tearing ass and like, he just, he just taps people on the forehead. Like, bah! yeah, <laughs> you're knocked out. Uh, like that stuff I like, but then, well, you got you got everybody else coming at him, you know, Bushmaster, who's like, also, I'm no, I'm 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 invulnerable and I'm totally strong. Guess what? Karate also, and he comes <laughs> at him with all these sweet moves, and it's so funny to me. Like you got these tough, super strong characters, and none of them know how to fight. <laughs> they just rely on being super strong. Super strong. Jessica Jones was like that to a degree, but that scene where where luke is just walking down the streets of harlem all sort of full of himself um i don't want to say very prideful but he's feeling good based on an interaction that he had earlier um a little bust that he made and he just gets hit right in the face bam knocked right into the ground and then it cuts to the next episode where bushmaster does karate kicks and does uh the sonic kickflip from Street Fighter 2 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right in his face. Because here's, here's how this whole thing went down. I'm lying in bed, my, my beautiful wife lying next to me, trying to fall asleep, and I've got my laptop on my lap with my earbuds plugged in as not to disturb Sleeping Beauty. And <laughs> Luke is just walking, and all of a sudden she gets, he gets hit and gets knocked down, and that's when the episode ends. And I went, ooh! I don't know where I woke my wife and she goes what and I'm like oh it's Luke Cage or whatever she's like oh and she sort of rolled back over and then the next episode started it sort of does a flash cut back to that same scene Luke gets punched in the face I'm like nope not gonna make any noise don't don't wake up my wife and then he gets sonic kick flipped right in the chin and I go ooh (laughs) (laughs) It goes, can you be a little more quiet? <laughs> <laughs> wow, she was very nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> she was only just starting to drift when it was happening. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, but that, that, that was like the highlight of the whole show to me, like just that particular fight. There's a lot of other cool fight scenes, uh, but that one just in particular, I was like, dang, somebody finally <laughs> knocked out Luke Cage. <laughs> That's, that, that was pretty cool. Now, okay, so here's a dynamic I didn't, I liked that. I did not in, 
And um, no, actually, let me go back to another thing I did like. So this uh, season also gave us a far more established Heroes for Hire. Mm-hmm. I have to say that uh, I feel, because I did not enjoy Iron Fist in the season one Iron Fist season. I thought that was of the seasons, the worst of them all so far. Um, I did not like the character in in uh, Defenders either. I think he's a he's a sh- I don't know he's a schmuck. He's a he's obnoxious to me. Like he's a little bitch and uh, <laughs> a little bitch. <laughs> he really is a fist. <laughs> gets fisted. Yeah, he's just he really bugs me because he's always like I'm the immortal Iron Fist, defender of Kingland. I gotta get my chi, and yet don't he, worry. he can never seem to harness his chi. The one thing that he's good at, he can never seem to do. So go figure on that. But this season, in the one episode that he is in, he brings it and he redeems himself. And I actually was like. If this is the Iron Fist that we're going to get to see going forward and potentially in his own season two, which um, is in development right now, Um, then I'm looking forward to it because he's a confident Iron Fist and that's what is necessary, especially for for Danny Rand. Um, So I I, I like their their tag team element that they had. Mm -hmm. There was some cool like uh, fusion moves that they did together. It just reminded me a lot of... um, playing Marvel's Ultimate Alliance and, and teaming those two up and like having one of them jump off another or get thrown or whatever. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It really makes me want a Heroes for Hire sh- like show. Like scrap Luke Cage season three and scrap Iron Fist season two and just make me a Heroes for Hire. Thank you. Like that would be a perfect and you can still have your overarching story you know you're trying to take down you know the mob or whatever you're doing but still give them each week or maybe every other episode working for somebody yeah because if you introduce heroes for hire then you've got two on one show then you can make an entirely new show maybe featuring some other characters like moon knight or something i don't know you know like uh, there's a there's other properties that aren't necessarily defenders that are still worthwhile to explore. So yeah, so I at this point though I don't know if we're gonna get any more new characters on Netflix with Disney starting their own streaming thing uh, next year and all that stuff. Like I think I recall reading somewhere that they're pretty much just sticking with the characters that they have for now, and if they make any new TV shows, like it'll be or Netflix style shows that'll pretty much be exclusive to their new streaming platform. I see. Um, another cool element, they introduced Mama Carbone, mm-hmm. uh, who is the Italian mob queen. And uh, she is going to factor heavily in uh, Punisher, from what I understand, the, the next season of the Punisher. So Ooh. they introduced her now, but she's definitely going to be a, a major player. Uh, and she has a huge storyline in uh, the Punisher comic books. So that'll be that'll be cool to see that go down. So it was nice to see her with some influence and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think season two of Luke Cage was better than season one, or do you think they're comparable? I think they're comparable. Now, not to say season one of Luke Cage was bad or anything. I just I really enjoyed season one, short of a couple, just a couple of things I didn't really like, and same with this, like. I really enjoyed it for the most part, but there were a few things that were that just kept it from being like way at the top tier, at least in my eyes, for the Netflix series. Like, 
for one thing, the first episode was bad. Like, I I don't know if you felt that way, but I was super bored during that first episode. And I was like, <laughs> oh, man, like, this is, no, like, it's happening again. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was slow paced. Like, there just wasn't a lot uh, happening in that episode. And, and each episode picked up a little, little by little. Um, and then once, like, that fight happened that I was talking about before in the street, then like everything started picking up a little bit more for me. Yeah. Um, that didn't happen until like see episode four, maybe or episode four or five. So like the first, the first handful were just a little slow for my taste. Um, Misty Knight, who I don't dislike her character per se. Maybe, maybe it's the actress because she sure monologued a lot. <laughs> like you haven't seen what I've seen. I lost an arm. Like it happened a lot <laughs> in this show, <laughs> and, and it didn't sound like somebody. It didn't sound like somebody acting. It sounded like somebody monologuing. It sounded like when I went to when I would audition for theater all the time, and you'd have to listen to other actors give monologues. Like that's what it felt like to me. Um, and that scene where her and uh, Colleen Wing were in the bar. Uh, fighting uh, something very interesting I noticed is that there's nobody else in the bar <laughs> there wasn't a bartender behind the bar uh, there wasn't anybody else in that area um, there was one person like way on the other side of the bar like in the back uh, sort of out of focus and meanwhile these two women and these five, four guys are all fighting, and the guy way in the back is just chilling, drinking his beer. Like, oh, <laughs> and the best part of the whole thing was after they beat up all the guys, they sort of walk out together, sort of hand in hand, arm in arm, very like walking into the sunset. And they walk out, and Misty Knight sort of turns her head and goes, put it on my tab. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, there's nobody behind the bar. <laughs> I just thought that there was nobody behind the bar. <laughs> Who are you talking to? She, she thought she was so smart. Put it on my tab. <laughs> that bartender thought that was hilarious. <laughs> was oh, like, my gosh. What's happening here? That wasn't, yeah, that was a very interesting scene. And, and it was seemed like just a shoehorned, a plot device to get Colleen Wing in the show somehow because she never appears yeah, again. Show up again. And certainly her abilities, her her sword fighting prowess as a, uh, a trainee of the uh, what are they called? The hand. Uh, like she should have been helping out. What the hell? If she's in Harlem's as as well or nearby. Like, what is she doing? And, and wasn't Claire supposed to be getting training from, from Colleen Wing at the end of uh, Defenders or whatever? She was going to get, like, special training or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I just, like, that, some of that was kind of weird. Um, I thought the, the gore level of this season was up. It was up a, a big notch. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. decapitated heads all over the place. A man gets fucking burnt alive, and we see it. As it's happening, oh my gosh, that was Piranha, rough. Piranhas eating a person's yeah. head. Oh, I, man. When the piranha scene happened, <laughs> I was like, so you cut off this guy's head. <laughs> then you put the head in a tank full of piranhas. 
as like a, some sort of sick irony <laughs> for this guy. Like, why not just throw him in the tank? Did you really have to cut off his head? He doesn't see the irony. Yeah. <laughs> Cutting off his head. <laughs> like, I get what you're trying to go for, but think too many steps. Um, I liked, uh, I liked shades this season a little bit more than I liked them last season. Um, in particular the sort of that relationship that he had with his uh his partner uh comanche yeah Comanche. that was his name right i was just blanking on his name um especially that scene where they're in pops's shop waiting for luke and so they have their magic shotguns that somehow knock him down because they have eight barrels um <laughs> and they're sort of talking just about their relationship and in the past and did it was it me or where was it alluding that they were lovers? Yeah, I got that too. And actually that's what Mariah kind of indicated later on in the season uh-huh. they, that they were romantic. And I yeah, because they spent time in prison. So that's like all they really had. Yeah. And, but I couldn't tell it when Mariah was talking about it, it just seemed like a dig more or less like the, well, they met in prison. So somebody must've dropped the soap kind of shit. But, yeah. Um, it, no, it's uh, from what I gathered, it definitely seemed like it was more of, uh, more of a in love type situation. Yeah, and it was it was a really interesting aspect for the character to me. Like Shades, he's not a bad character or anything, but he just didn't to me didn't really have a lot of depth. Um, and when they sort of did that sort of backstory thing, and then moving forward to Comanche, him finding out he's snitching and he had to kill his best friend, like. It, that I thought was actually a really interesting turn for the character. Um, he, he was very uh, interesting to to watch. I think Theo Ross, I think his name is Theo Rossi. Um, yeah, he is. I like very, that guy. Yeah, he's very cool. Um, his character is really interesting. They brought a huge amount of depth for him this season. And you're right. Last season, he was just the kind of guy who what you would Luke had met uh, in Seagate and then had to deal with him again. Uh, with Mariah, but now we've got this whole, the only thing I didn't like about Shades and I didn't quite agree with or see that that would happen is the Mm -hmm. romance. The romance with Mariah, I didn't understand that. He likes them. He likes the cougars. (laughs) And he's a fawn. Yeah, Comanche couldn't understand it either. (laughs) It's like, what what the heck, man? I thought you liked what I had to go (laughs) going for me. (laughs) I thought you liked my flavors. Uh, so that was, that was weird. It was very creepy to watch too, but certainly Shades still, um, I'm glad by the end of it, he's still alive because I think Shades is an interesting character. He deserves to continue on. Uh, granted he's going to prison, so who knows how long he'll be there, but, um, but he had choices that he made very, uh, plot, uh, dynamic choices. And I, I liked how much he brought to it. So yeah, he was cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that guy. He's, he was on that show, son of anarchy. I think, I think that's where I saw him first. Yeah, you're right. He was on that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I remember when the first season of Luke Cage came out, I was like, I know that guy. Where have I seen him? Like, I just, <laughs> I think he's a good actor. Like I like him, even though, like I said, there wasn't a lot of depth to his character. I still in season one, at least in my opinion, I still liked him a lot. Like he still was a highlight and I liked him a lot more this season. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, overall, um, let's let's talk about the thirteen episode formula. So this is me personally, and, and one Rob, if you feel different, let me know. But I thought that it, we did not need thirteen episodes for season two. Yeah, I agree. Um, I've I've sort of been to that mind, with the exception of Daredevil season one and season two, where like Jessica Jones, both seasons of Jessica Jones, Punisher even, and Luke Cage, like to me can all really be eight or 10 episodes. Um, And I think I just like that in general better. Just so like for my own uh, binge watching needs, I I suppose, where it's just a little easier. Now, like I said, it still kept me entertained, you know, for the whole 13 episodes. But like I was saying before, like I felt like that first handful of episodes was just dragging and like was taking so long to get to the real meat of the story. Because they ordered 13 episodes. Yeah. Yeah, I felt the same way. It's just, it's just, 10 would have been perfect. 10 would have been a nice sweet spot to get. Cause, but, but they did have some cool flashback uh, aspects to it. So, I mean, I, I, could, I could understand it. I felt like it was a slow burn, though, for sure. Now, go ahead. I think you're going to say something. Oh, no. I was just going to say uh, that I agree. And hopefully, like, moving forward, that can be a thing. But I just don't, like, it's, it's sort of the standard set, I guess, like, that's what they started out and now they don't want to change it. Yeah, that's true. Um, Now, by the end of season two, Luke Cage is kind of in a unique spot. I did not expect this for him, but, and certainly some of the other characters in the show as well, the people who know him the best were kind of surprised, but Luke ends up sort of a quote unquote, his own mob, mob boss of kind within Harlem sort of the he's yeah. sort of like Harlem's mob boss if anything he's now the the owner of the Harlem Par- Harlem's Paradise club um and sort of he's now dressing nice and and uh, assuming that that was responsibilities and uh, you got to wonder if season 3 is going to be sort of him realizing that he uh, has become his own his own villain i don't know like where that goes from. Yeah, like I was thinking about it, like I, it definitely wasn't how I was expecting the season to end. Um, I guess I really didn't know what I was expecting, but I certainly was ex- wasn't expecting that he sort of steps into the shoes of the people that he was fighting against um, the whole time. Although he makes a point of saying, I'm going to be the sheriff of Harlem, you guys. Uh, and I, things are going to be different now that I'm making all this money. Um <clears throat> But after thinking about it, I was like, what if, what if the next season of Luke Cage, if there's a third season, you know, he, he's slowly turning into the person that he doesn't really want to be. Obviously it's, he's oblivious to it, but he's sort of turning into this and maybe like, that's a good excuse to bring more characters from other the other shows or the other seasons of shows into it. Sort of how we got a little taste of Iron Fist. Like if it comes down to like Daredevil having to come after him or Jessica Jones or Punisher yeah, or, you know, anything, anything like that. And sort of putting him as the the protagonist, but putting the other heroes as the antagonists. I was like, that might be kind of cool. I don't know if that's really the direction that they were, that they're thinking in, but that's just sort of where my mind went after that last episode saying, what are they like, what are they trying to accomplish? Yeah, well, that's a good point. That's a good point. I think they just wanted to change it up, you know, and um, make him 
uh, obviously he's sort of, he's been Harlem's unofficial hero. Now he's, he's Harlem's protector. So this is yeah. uh, kind of cool. Um, total side note. I just thought of this. Uh, there's, I forget which episode it's in, but there's a moment when, cause you know how they do this all the time. Whenever they're referring to the Avengers, mm-hmm. they never speak about the character names yeah. as they are. They always dance around it. And I don't understand where the licensing issue comes from, but cause since they own this property, but uh, they never say like Iron Man, Thor, Captain America, Hulk. They will say something else like it. The Star Spangled Man or, you know, like something. The big green guy. Yeah. So they said, that's the one guy was like, yeah, so big green guy. And then his friend goes, that's not his name. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, thank you. That is exactly right. That's not his name. <laughs> I was laughing. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what the, I've always wondered what the licensing issue is with that. And I, I had a thought in the, might have been the second episode um, where Luke is out, in, you know, in a, a basketball court. He's flipping big tires. He's doing like broad jumps. He's, you know, bending things for everybody, essentially showing off. And he's like, my name's Luke Cage. Everybody look at me. I'm faster than Usain, Usain Bolt. Um, where's Tony Stark at? <laughs> he's, he's out recruiting teenagers for his team uh you got this publicly known guy uh who's who's super strong can take bullets can jump 13 feet at once uh you know he'd be a good avenger tony uh you know if you had him on civil war uh things might have gone a little different you know um (laughs) actually captain america probably would have knocked his ass down (laughs) because captain america can do those those flips too yeah (laughs) those kick flips but but in my mind where he's like a publicly known uh, powered individual, I know it's all connected and I know it's not all connected at the same time. And that makes me lean more towards the not connected. When I yeah. Think. It certainly feels that way when they don't say that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, any final thoughts on Luke Cage season two? I liked it. Um, I still like Luke Cage better than Iron Fist. Um, Agreed. Agreed. I think I like Luke Cage slightly better than Jessica Jones. And I think I like Punisher better than Luke Cage. And I think I like Daredevil better than Punisher. I agree with you completely. Perfect. Completely on that. Yeah. Excellent. And I I liked the season. Like I said, it was, it was, it was a, a good watch. It kept me entertained. I would say if, you're the person who has not watched this but decided to listen to all our spoilers and then wanted the recommendation on to watch it or not, I would say watch it. Uh, But just give yourself a little bit of time because those first episodes are a little slow. Yeah. Yeah, see it through. See it through. Yeah. All right, fellow geeks, it is time. You have waited patiently. I know you're wondering what's in the box. Guess what? What's in the box? <laughs> You're going to find out because it's time for some mini mystery unboxing. Oh, my favorite part of the show. Because <laughs> we get free stuff. That's not free. Really free. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, um, of course, we talked about the X-Men boxes here. So, I've got okay. Wonder Rob. I'm going to let you pick first because I'm a nice guy. Um, you have in my left hand. Mm-hmm. And in my right hand, we have two boxes here. Uh, for our listeners, we have, uh, as far as what you can get in these X-Men boxes, you've got Wolverine, Cyclops, Storm, Professor X, Beast, uh, Colossus, Mystique, Sabretooth, Logan, Emma Frost, Magneto, and Juggernaut. 
The juggernaut, bitch. I'm going to take the one in your right hand. That All one. right. Ooh, it's feeling a little heavy. I oh. could tell it was heavier. I could see that arm straining. All right, let's see what we got. All right, it's opening it up for me. If it's... Ooh, I don't know if you have this one, but I'm it's Mystique. Ooh, okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I was going to say just don't be Beast. Nobody likes Beast. Don't you already have Beast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, now you have another blue one to add to your collection. That's all right. I'll take them. All right. So you got Mystique. Let's see what I've got here. All right. If you get the Juggernaut or I Colossus. The, I already have the Juggernaut. But if I get it again, uh, he's yours for sure. Oh, heck yeah. All right. So. Oh, oh, oh. The Juggernaut. Isn't nope. it? Isn't it? It's, Emma Frost. Oh, Emma Frost. All right, all right, all right. Dude, that's so funny. I was just commenting on that picture of January Jones in our group chat, and oh, I said, yeah. and I said, Emma Frost. I just willed it. I willed it into existence. <laughs> All right, so a couple, a couple of chicks for our uh, our X Men's. Now, here's the. Uh, the big surprise is the Lego minifigs. Lego minifigs. I'm hoping right. for the rocket. I want the guy dressed as a rocket. All right, so Wonder Rob. Ooh, I took the right one last time, so I'm going to take the left one this time. All right. This one has to be cut. Oh, There's no way a to dinosaur. do this otherwise. All right. Now, there is some assembly required, as with all Legos, but I can tell, oh. you, I can tell you that what you've rocket. got... Man. Rocket man, I can't tell yet because he's in pieces. What's his uh, shirt? His shirt you got is a rocket man. You got a policeman. Oh, hold on. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. They are uh, the superheroes of real life. <laughs> Here, I'm gonna put them together real quick. Thank for you. you. Oh, he's oh. he's like the classic policeman. He's got the classic face. Very Ooh. um. Does he have like the big aviator? Uh, I almost call them goggles, <laughs> glasses, sunglasses. Uh, no, no. Does he have a mustache? I must ask you a question. Uh, does he have like the super short shorts like on Reno Nine One One? Oh, that is. Wait, is that is it a police officer? It kind of looks like a marine with the white hat. Um, I thought the same thing, except I think it's just like the super old school police officer because I, I don't know if you can see this oh, yeah it has a little car yeah. a little car with a little siren all right police officer yeah take it. heroes of the modern day thank you for all your service <laughs> all right and then here is let's see what i got here right. oh if shoot you, if you get the rocket i swear to freaking god <laughs> i will steal the declaration of independence I did get the rocket. <laughs> <laughs> you might <all. laughs> Hold on, I'll build him. I'll build him. <laughs> oh man. Oh, dang this always it. happens to me. <laughs> always happens to you. <laughs> um, all right, let's see if I got anything else in here. Nope, that's it. All right. So here's put on your rocket. Let me see him. I want to see who I am. Not getting. Uh, for for you listeners, you obviously can't see <laughs> the Rocket Man, but picture in your mind, if you will, Wiley e. Coyote and the Rocket he rides to 
get at Roadrunner. Uh, essentially, that's what this guy's dressed as. Oh, I want him. I want him. All right. Well, put him on your shelf and display him real nice for me, would you? Sure will. Sure will. All right. Well, that has been a very successful uh, mini mystery unboxing. A, a double, double-sized. I think it was great. It was Heck a great yeah. episode. Heck yeah. So um, with that, we just want to give a huge thank you to our subscribers on iTunes and SoundCloud. If it's your first time, please subscribe. Also rate and review. That goes for our subscribers too. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, if you give us any shout outs um, on, on iTunes or whatever, give us some reviews. We will in turn shout out to you in our episodes. Uh, Wonder Rob, I don't think we had any new, uh, new reviews last time I checked. No, we didn't. And for all of my friends and all of Wonder Rob's friends who listen to us regularly and have not rated slash reviewed, what are you waiting for? Please, please, for the love of gosh, please. Or listen, even if you're not our friends, go ahead and review because guess what? You're going to be my best friend and I'll be your best friend if you review. That's right. That's right. So it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, like, do it. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Now, Wonder Rob, you mentioned some social media handles before. I think our listeners want one more chance to write those suckers. All right, you guys, here's the thing. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Geek So To Speak Podcast. Again, that's Geek So To Speak Podcast on Facebook. Why do you want to follow us on Facebook? Well, just like I said at the top of the episode, you get a brand new episode from us about every two weeks or so, but you get updated content every single day on the Facebook page, uh, of course, with my witticisms and chef's witticisms and much more. You can also find us on Twitter, Geek So To Speak pc that's geek so to speak pc uh instagram geek so to speak podcast and if you want to follow me on twitter or instagram it's wonder rob w-o-n-d-e-r-r-o-b or if you want to follow shoff it's i am the shoff i-a-m-t-h-e-s-h-o-f-f and then a quick message about our website uh we have decided to take that sucker down it just wasn't uh wasn't working out for us i didn't like the the server that it was on. So we have decommissioned it. So uh, don't be going to geeksotospeak.com. You're not going to find anything. But definitely check us out at all of those social media handles for all the, the latest news and stuff happening for us. Uh, next episode is going to be a doozy because not only are we going to talk about the next MCU entry, Ant-Man and the Wasp, highly anticipated and very well reviewed so far. Uh, but it is also our one year anniversary episode. Yes. So we will be celebrating as two geeks do. Um, and, uh, and uh, definitely we want you to tune in for that. So, so please join in the uh, festivities with us. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in for our recap of Luke Cage season two on Netflix. We hope all our fellow geeks will keep your ear holes on standby. For our next episode, same (laughs) geek time, same geek channel. Have a good one, everybody. Bye, guys. I love you. I love when he says that.